You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 59. We are back with the 14th session of our Dresden Files game. Yeah, I know, I said the last one was number 14, it was actually 13. How silly that something unfortunate like that would happen on number 13. Yes, well, read into that what you will or won't, but there it is, anyway. Yeah, 13 is what we had last month, even though I said it was session 14. This is the real session 14. And we're going to pick up right where we left off. So uh, I won't waste your time with a lot of... Oh, there is one thing I will, I will waste your time with. Regarding the iPad that David Mercury has acquired, you probably noticed that in the text of this entry, there is a link to the iPad info. I figured you would enjoy that. And the other reason why I gave it to you here is because we don't actually read it all on the uh, podcast. At one point, people want to know what's on the iPad. And the next thing you know, Trilobite is saying, oh, I wanted to hear you relay it to them. And the reason he didn't get to hear me relay it to them is because I just said to hell with this and copied the whole thing and just put the whole kit and caboodle into a Skype chat window and hit enter. Bam. Done. We all have the same information. Yes, I cheated. Yes, it wasn't role-playing. And I explained why in the uh, course of the session. So... Now we're all on the same page. You know what you need to know. You have the text to look at. We all have the text to look at. And there you go. Before I actually get into the session, let me give you the cast. As always, we have Trilobite as our game master. Yours truly, Blind Geek as David Mercury. Josh playing Ezra Kirkland. And Thunderstep playing Adam Dipple. So there we go. Enough of this chit-chat. Grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage. Sit back, relax, and enjoy an admittedly rather short Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 59. Traffic Jam. So, speaking of setting things on fire, you guys want to do some Dresden? <laughs> sure. I think we were going to jump right into the scenes as we set up last week, which, if I remember correctly, involved moving the Paranet members that you had rescued from the warehouse to the shop, right? Adam's shop? I believe so, yes. Right. Okay. And we were going to go also to David on the docks in the rain, waiting for the cops to show up. Then I was headed to the fort. Okay. Let's start at the bookstore. Since, Thunderstep, you are on my internet left. At the moment, I am behind the counter, using that as like a barricade. Getting coffee, getting food, basically stale donuts, but hey, it's what I got. You have one overweight, middle-aged man in his skivvies who's jittery and nervous as hell, a small Japanese woman who looked like she'd win a couple rounds with Mike Tyson, and a dude who looks kind of like an underwear model who's only a little bit less beat up. 
those two are unconscious, stoned out of their minds. And the jittery middle-aged white guy is, well, a jittery middle-aged white guy and all the problems that brings with it. I can at least supply towels and maybe a couple blankets, lay out the two on, like, an old fainting couch and old love seat. Again, you know, reading couches and stuff in and around the shop, just beat mm-hmm. up used furniture. Try to get people as comfortable as possible. Get the guy who's shivering and everything at least wrapped up in a blanket, dried off, and say, look, um, I live above the shop. Somehow I doubt my clothes will fit you. Let me see if I got a sweatsuit or something for you. So you at least don't have sitting with your junk hanging out. He nods, holding the mug like a drowning man might hold a scrap of wood, peering into its depths as though to divine the mysteries of the universe, and says, uh, Ezra Ezra said that it was um, vampire venom. Uh, Do you have something? Uh, You know, he gave me a potion. Uh, I know that you can, you're one of these people, you can supply, you know, do you have? Yeah, yeah, I can get that for you. Hang on. All right, give me a fate point and you got it. All right. I'm giving you a fate point for something that basically I want to call wake-up juice. Okay. I have five. I'm going down to four. So this is a potion you have about your premises. Describe it briefly to me. This is a mixture that comes from the actual dipple that created Adam, the actual alchemist. This mixture goes through different names depending on which century it's in. Adam uses it as the ultimate wake-up juice. This is along the lines of it knocks you so hard out of being drunk or stunned or stoned or whatever, it almost pushes you past the other side of being awake. (laughs) So it's like atropine, which is itself a poison, but can counteract other poisons by trying to kill you in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I like this. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, that yeah, it, it's grab you by the shirt collar, punch you so hard you wake up next week. He has a couple vials of this stuff. He makes it as needed. Again, since he takes in homeless kids and stuff like that, he has to deal with drug problems, and he has to help. That's mm-hmm. what he is. And if this shit knocks some sense into people, all the better. So this is something you make yourself. Yeah. Gotcha. Make a note of it because that could come in handy in the future. And Josh, do me a quick favor. When you're making potions, is it discipline or... I think it's actually lore when you're making it. Okay. Let's call it that for now. We'll change it if we find out different. Give me a lore roll, dude. Okay. Good thing I got lore at fair. And I got two minuses, so it's at zero. That's mediocre. It's not at full strength like Dad knew how to make. Well, no, I'm going to say that it works out. I was just going by sort of, you know, the results. I had a couple ideas in mind for what could happen. So administering it with this fellow's help and the other two stir. The woman puts her hands up to her face and then sits bolt upright, looks around as though she'd just been administered an electric shock. The underwear model-looking guy tumbles off the couch and then scrambles under it. I have three things nearby. I have a bucket near each person, just in case they need to purge. I also have coffee nearby, because usually that's the first thing somebody asks for. And then the last thing, I have the donuts nearby in case somebody's really freaking hungry. The woman looks at you. Who are you? Where is this? Yggdrasil. It's my bookshop. My name is Adam Dipple. I'm a friend of Ezra's. How do you do? I hold my hand out. She eyes you suspiciously, looking down at the hand. And the guy under the couch says, Whoa, what a bit, 
Where what? what? Have some coffee. It'll take the edge off. The uh, overweight white guy. Yeah. Uh, Lisa. Lisa. She looks over at him. Bert. Yeah, it's okay. This is this is Adam. He's a friend of Ezra's. She looks back at you and uh, relaxes slightly. Sits down carefully on the couch. The guy under the couch skitters away, heading back into the corner and putting himself back there as far as possible, like a frightened animal. Hey, pal. That's Dave, Bert says. Hey, Dave. Dave, it's okay. We're in a safe place. What do you... Ah, vampires. Yeah, I fucking hate them. The woman smiles, winces, holds her cheek for a moment, and then heads back to try to comfort Dave, it looks like. You heading off to go get robes or what? Yeah. Hey, so I'll cut over then from my internet left to my internet right. And David. Yeah, I'm waiting. Now, if I remember correctly, I have to be honest, last week uh, was very touch and go for reasons I won't go into. I... I'd suggest maybe calling up your email because you spent a fate point yes. and did an investigation so that all that information will be at your character's fingertips. It'll be fresh in his mind. And I will pawn off the job of bringing you up to speed on your compatriots here. Where do you need us to fill in? Well, the boat that left, I was under the impression that they were going to still have a chance to get the people back that they were trying to auction off at this Human trafficking oh, no. thing. We got the three people out that were missing from the paranet. We got them before the auction was scheduled right. to start. Right. But was I was that all the people, or were there more that we didn't get? So that's my. Right. Those were the only three that I knew about, right? The guy, three from the paranet that were missing. Correct. correct. Okay. And once we got everybody out, there was a little bit of an argument who should stay, who should go, because, well, with the shit that happened, it's going to draw the cops, because there was gunfire, explosions, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, because I grabbed one of the bodies of the shooters because he was all mutanty with gills, and I chucked him in the back of the trunk, and I'm, which is or I'm on my way to the fort to take to get some gills. questions. I remember, but I don't remember the gills. I mean, everybody's eyes were weird, but I don't remember gills. I remember the gills. Oh shit! There were gills, right? There were gills. You remember? Yeah, you guys correct, were inside hey? at that point. I was mopping up, and then I checked over the body. Okay. While you guys were freeing people. I also told you to get me some of that slime there. Somebody blows their nose and you want to keep it? That's right. <laughs> Ghostbuster references were made. Yes, and I made them again. Ezra, your mucus. Thanks. The classics never die, I'm telling you. Anyway, now I have to figure out why the hell I'm staying here with the waiting because for the... Because... You were stationed here to deal with the cops. Yep. Yes. Who you had called and you... Spent a fate point to right. find some evidence, and you also rolled your contact skill. Yeah. And you contacted a sergeant whose name... Frank Nelson. We made him your contact there, and he said he was going to get a hold of Harbor Patrol or the Coast Guard or whoever was working out in this storm and try to intercept any boats that might be speeding away, as well as sending some guys your way who kind of know the docks, which okay. you would understand. Everybody knows that this area is not a normal area. You know, a lot of the vets who have been on the force for a number of years, they know that weird stuff goes down on the docks and you just generally don't talk about it. You know, you handle it very quietly. So he said he was going to send some of the right people and probably okay. come down himself. So my reasoning was wrong, but my actions apparently were pretty sound. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not sure what I'm going to do once they show up to do their thing. I guess I'll just be able to give these guys first-hand knowledge of what went down and... I do have a question, though. 
Ezra, mm-hmm. you packed one of the mutant bodies into the trunk of your car, right? Trunk of the car. David's car. The car. David's car, yes. Does that mean everybody else laid out there, whatever pieces are left? Are they all weird mutant bodies laying around? One assumes I did not check everybody. How the hell are the cops going to react to that? Not my concern. Who knows? That's what we left David for. So my suggestion then will be, uh, Blind Geek, how about I come back to you shortly so you can maybe puzzle out what your character is thinking and going to do because you've got a couple minutes before the cops arrive. They're going to be really busy. And generally response times here in the warehouse district are never so. Well, I can tell you what he's doing. He's perusing the iPad that he managed to oh, yeah. snake yeah, and trying to figure out, based on what he's reading, who his buddies have rescued and seeing if there are phone numbers or anything linked to actually. I don't think there are. Well, let me ask you, because you didn't put it on this list, but that doesn't mean they aren't there. Do they have... Yeah, I think I did, actually. It includes uh, home and work addresses, photos of the people, phone numbers, family status. Oh, yes, it does. I'm sorry. I had skimmed right to the list of names. And yeah, you're right. Right up above, it says, now that you mention it, I'm reading it right here. God damn it. Um, (laughs) What are you doing with this information? Or would you like a minute or two to... No, I'm going to start calling numbers and getting these people on the line and seeing if I can let them know, hey, there are... Yeah, maybe I better hold off on that till we have a better idea of who the hell... Well, tell you what, let's do one right now. (laughs) Calling the first name on their Byron Parship. Oh, hello? Hi, uh, this is... Yeah, this is why I was going to say let's do this later because I think it'd be better to take it back and have Ezra do this because he's actually did, in with these people. Did somebody die? No, uh, but uh, I, I am uh, I am friends with Ezra Ezra Kirk Kirkland Kirk Kirk Kirkland Kirkland what? Ezra is it is Ezra okay? He's okay, but we just rescued um, a f- few of potentially people you know from uh, from a human trafficking auction that was taking place and wait a minute wait a minute okay oh who 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 is this my name is david mercury screw it i'm not gonna make my name's david mercury i am uh hand of god i was gonna say you know what i'm tempted to just i am you know what fuck it fuck it all my name is uh david mercury and i'm a champion of god Champion of God, how's it going? Champion of God, how's it going? And this card, Champion of God, right? Yeah, now. exactly. On a mission. Ah, there, there you go. Oh, okay. I remember the name. Um, <laughs> wow, that's did you, very cool. Did I didn't you, know my reputation preceded me. Um, who did who did you rescue? Hang on, I'm skimming my list here. And I really like the idea that he's actually saying, you know, hang on, and skimming the list. Skimming. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Because there's a lot of documents and stuff. In yeah, there. and of course, we didn't see them use any of their... Are there photos on this thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like sketchy surveillance photos, you know, the type that are taken from a van across the street as someone gets out of their car. So, not good enough... You're not going to be nice to me, are you? Not good enough to wear... Wait a minute, though! I am a former cop, current oh, cabbie. Yeah, absolutely would recognize these people. Okay, so I give him the names of the people who we saved. Okay, and just to make that clear to you, I don't know if you I know one of them is anything. Bert. Yeah, Bert Jackson. Yeah. Lisa Nisiuchi. Okay. And Dave Romanoff. Okay, that's right. Dave was in there. And I give him those three names. Oh, those are the guys who got kidnapped a couple days ago. Yeah. 
Well, we got him. Wow. Okay. What do you need me to do? Well, I Come need I need you to take whatever safeguards you need to take because I am concerned that they might be coming for you next. I have an iPad here with a list of names from the Paranet, Shit. and your name is on it. So okay, I just okay. wanted you to know. Oh God. Um. All right. How did you get my number? Did it's Ezra on give that to you? No, it's on the iPad. I'm telling you, you need to do whatever magical. Get with your friends and get together and... Okay, um, I'll get on Twitter. I'll put something out no, to Well, <laughs> if you're going to go on Twitter, I would recommend doing direct messaging. Don't be doing public tweets about this kind of crap. Good point. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I can put something up on the on the Facebook wall, too. Uh, oh, again, shit. again, we not the public... A call list. Not public oh, record. If you're not careful, they're going to be reading exactly what you're saying. Well, what do I do then? I mean, do you have... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you have their numbers? Yeah, I'm gonna be calling them as soon as I hang up with you. Okay, you do that then. Okay. And then, uh, we'll go to the Gomez house, because... Uh, That's a perfectly reasonable idea. I'll let Mrs. McBill know you're probably coming. I'll explain. Okay. All right, all right. Listen, um, David, uh, thanks a lot, man. I, you know, I don't know, uh, what I can do to, to thank you for this, but, um... Shit, I better get going. Uh, we'll we'll talk later, okay? Remember, keep call. things on the down low. This is very important. You don't want them to be aware that you're gathering everyone together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got uh, it. I got and, it. And the three people I mentioned, Ezra's with them, and okay. they're taking hey, care of. thanks again, man. You're welcome. Click. I hope I didn't just make a huge tactical fuck up, but oh well. All right. And That's good, and we'll say the rest of the calls go similarly. Uh, okay, yeah, I was going to say the cops are still not here, so moving on to the next call. I do call the Gomez house. And do you actually give her some forewarning? Yes. Ezra. Especially since it's, isn't it like after midnight right now? We're getting yeah, close to it. Toward, yeah. I'm sure she loves me. <laughs> Ezra. So, uh, walking into the warden station. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the- two young wardens standing at the door. One of them walks forward, putting out his hand. The Body, uh, the body over my shoulder, back. I should point out. Yep. They look at each other nervously, but one of them walks forward, puts out his hand, says, Hold it right there, please. Yes. It's pouring rain. You're on this overgrown ruins of a fortress. And it's like, um, sorry, but, you know, new security measures, Warren Marshall said. He looks at your cloak, looks at you. Okay. You can body over Uh, my shoulder. (laughs) I'm still going to have to, uh, going to have to take a little blood. We just need to see if you bleed. Um, The warden remaining behind the door shifts nervously kind of loosens up her hands, clearly readying some sort of spell, one hand strained towards her sword. I sigh, I say, here, hold this guy for me. I'll hand him the body. He takes it surprised and awkward. I'll pull my uh, Arthane, my ritual knife, out of my bag Mm -hmm. and draw it across my... Bunch of big, white, triangular teeth scatter on the ground. Are those the teeth I got from the dinosaurs? Yes. Okay. Those are dinosaur teeth. Watch out. They won't turn into skeletons. Ain't Harryhausen. I think. Wait a second. That'd be cool. No time. Anyway, I'll draw the blade across my hand. You know, he I... shifts the body awkwardly, gets it into a fireman's carry, and looks a little bit more comfortable. Looks back at the other one nervously. She nods, and uh, he watches the blood patter into the rain. And I will make okay. sure that mud wash it away so it cannot be used against me. All right. S- sorry, but, you know, we have to check. Yeah, yeah, uh, of I understand. That's not somebody who's tainted, is it? What? You know, one of the people in contact with the... Um, he gestures upward vaguely. The the thing, you know, from beyond? Uh, might be. Dead now. But I'm oh. here to find out. He's okay. got kills. 
and oh, his eyes okay. closed before I put several rounds of buckshot into him. All right, then. That's okay. We um we have a room for that. Good. Show me to the room. So cut to a room in the basement. What's this place look like? Basement looks like it was not part of the original fort. Looks like it was mm-hmm. added on sometime during the Cold War as perhaps a makeshift bomb shelter that's been repurposed several different times between the Fort Administration and now the Wardens. So it's kind of that industrial concrete and olive green paint. Ugh, yeah, I know it. That 50s tile. Pretty Spartan looking, not made to be pretty, so it's got the wire conduits running up the wall and everything. Sturdy, but not pretty. Mm-hmm. And how is this place specially prepared? What do you mean? They said they had a room for this, like for bodies that they suspected might be tainted or something like that. Oh. So what form did those preparations take? There are containment spells written on the wall that are ready to be activated at a moment's notice, as well as several pounds of C4 under the tile and in the ceiling, ready to collapse if need be. Nice. So the two young wardens have followed you down. They're standing at the doorway nervously. There's a coroner's table in here. Plopping that down. plop. Yeah, it makes a wet, heavy sound. Someone get me Warden Marshall. Um, Not Marshall um, Warden. I don't want to talk I'm to sorry. him. I'm uh, sorry. Warden Marshall is away speaking to the White Council about the situation here. Uh, she's uh, not going to be back before dawn tomorrow. All right, then get me someone who's good at monsterology. Um, You're probably the best one here for that. Well, that's dangerous. All right, let's get the containment spells on this in case the body gets up and starts walking around again. Could happen. At that, the two of them snap two unwinding little cords of silk from their robes and placing them against the bottom parts of the sigils in the door, completing the circuit, as it were. You can feel the little tingle of power as this room is isolated from the outside. Good. You could let me out before I did that. And the other one at the doorway shakes his head, and he says something, and you can't really hear it. It's like he's speaking from far away through a glass door. Right. Say that again. I can't hear you. I need he to nods, get, I points need to, to his to ears. Library. And he, like, gestures towards himself, looking quizzical. Uh-huh. He sighs. They undo the wards, pulling the silk back. Thank you. I need to get to the library and do some research. Oh, of course. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Putting me in there with him does not help me on a number of levels. They look chagrined. Uh, One of them actually looks down at his combat boots, which he shuffles nervously. Yeah, you're new here, aren't you? We're all kind of new here. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. too. All right. Is that a bullet hole in your cloak? Yes. Yes, it is. What happened out there? Well, I think the even the most... New of observers could tell that I got shot by a bullet. Wait, yes, thank you, but... <laughs> the most casual observers should be able to tell that. I mean, what what's going on? Who Who is this guy? What is this guy? I'm not sure. I'm going to find out. Kind of what I brought him here for. But there were goons working for someone that was going to auction off some paranetters. And that doesn't fly. Not in my town. All right, well, the library is right this way. Uh, one of the wardens, the one who is speaking with you, starts walking with you in that direction. The other one stays behind. After a moment, activates the wards again, sealing the room up. Very good. So it's like at the like library, you're... I'm like, I don't really need your help here, but thank you. He nods, moves back to the door, Go and back to guarding stands the there awkwardly. Make yeah. sure no one who doesn't bleed comes in. Apparently a thing. And sounds like you're doing some research. I'm researching especially for monsters that sound like formula and are aquatic adapted. So 
Uh-huh. Looking through Tobin's spirit guide, the Necronomicon, the standard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm going to assume that you find the information that you as the player know already because your character has such a high lore rating and you've got access to a decent library here. So I'll come back to you for what you choose to do with that. So back at the bookstore, what's going on? Everybody's dressed. People are more or less awake and somewhat calmed down. Okay. I get them seated around the table make sure coffee and food is there. And I begin asking, all right, what exactly happened? You they all me- start talking at once, and then the woman looks around, and everyone kind of uh, defers to her. And she says, so uh, I was at the restaurant where I sometimes work between gigs, and I was closing up, and I felt a presence. Uh, I felt malicious energy reaching toward me. Uh, I turned around, I drew my Glock, but it was too late. And there were two of them. One of them pinned me up against the wall. The other one shoved his tongue down my throat. And that's the last thing I remember before the cave. Yeah, vampires, the pudgy guy says. Ezra said they were vampires. Hang on a second. Cave? Uh, cage, cage. Cage. Okay, because I was going to say, we found you trussed up in a meat locker. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I was pretty out of it. I barely remember that or you guys or even getting here until you gave me that god-awful whatever it is. You don't happen to have any morphine or anything, do you? Because I think I think they busted a couple teeth loose and my wrist might be broken. You're going to want to wait till the wake-up juice wears off before you try to take anything like that? I'm surprised you guys aren't trying to fly at the moment. Okay. Oh. She holds up her hand and it's shaking. She looks at it in amazement. Do you want me to take a look at it? Um, Yeah. She holds it out. The underwear model guy comes in. Um, yeah, I was, uh, just leaving the commune, coming down into the city uh, a couple days ago. I was going to go comb the beach like I sometimes do. And, um, a car pulled to a stop in front of me. This woman got out. She was asking for help. Then she grabbed me and she kissed me. And oh, that was it. Mm. The pudgy guy. Yeah, same thing. I was in my garage. I was going over my latest piece. Uh, you know, a very nice armoire, 16th century, amazing history on it. And I was pretty absorbed. I didn't even hear the garage door open. And then uh, there's a woman there in a little black dress. And yeah, well, pretty much the same thing. Uh, she got her mouth on mine and... Uh. Lovely. Fucking vampires. Is that what they do? The pudgy guy asks. That's what one type does. Wait a minute, the woman says. There's more than one type of vampire? Don't you guys know this stuff? They all kind of look at each other. No. All right, crash course on vampires. Any further actions? Uh, David, while you're waiting for folks. Well, I would think that calling all these people is going to take a pretty good chunk of time. Yeah, basically. So, not really, no. I I know that's kind of a cop-out, but I can't think no, of anything else he'd be fine. doing while he was making the phone calls. Maybe make a call to the hospital, check on Annie, and see how she's doing. Sounds like she's doing good. The gravelly-voiced Clyde answers, and uh, oh, he cool. sounds a little sleepy, but tells you that he's here, and that she's sleeping, but it looks like she's sleeping now and not in a coma, and she's looking better all the time. Well, good, and I appreciate you coming down to be with her. I know I kind of got us off on a less-than-stellar foot. Uh, no, I, man, it's cool, I understand. You know, you're dad. Can't be too careful. Exactly. I'd be suspicious of me, too. I mean, look at me. <laughs> well, thanks for being understanding. It also comes with a job, unfortunately. We're the former job. <laughs> yeah. No need for a cab driver to be all that suspicious, but anyway. All right, no, well. I know how it is. I'll let you get back to uh, what you were doing. Glad to be able to help out. Thanks. 
So after calling everybody and finishing up your call there, it's not long after that that you don't hear sirens, but you see a cruiser pull up. There's a patrol car with an unmarked sedan behind it. They're not running their lights or anything. Sergeant Nelson steps out along with his partner, oh man, Mendez or something like that, you think? Okay. Uh, he was just... Mendez, I remember when that guy first came here. Jesus. Yeah, he was just going through the academy when you left the force. Donut chomp and slacker. Can't believe he <laughs> managed to get this far this quick. Who do you have to blow? Okay, well... Nelson hurries up to you while Mendez looks over the site and then goes back to confer with the other two officers. They showed up without their lights going or anything like that, and if you know Nelson, and you do, and I do, used to walk the beat together, yep. this is probably going to be one of those things that's going to be handled off the record. Ah, uh, hence the lack of urgency on the surface so that there isn't attention drawn. Gotcha. Okay. And also the city is flooded and there's major power outages and there's a lot going on. The police are very busy right now. All right. So uh, first things first, got a Coast Guard boat out by the crags. They spotted a cigarette boat making their way out in the storm. They intercepted and they managed to catch a guy. But from what I can tell, he committed suicide. Of course he did. Sounds like he had a poison capsule in his tooth or some James Bond shit. What do you got into you here, man? I got a tip about a human trafficking auction going on. I think we got that taken care of, but that boat just took off, and I want to make sure they don't have anybody stashed anywhere. Well, there was no one else on there. I mean, it was one of those little, you know, speedboat jobs, and uh, they were running like hell for open water. Just one guy on there. Oh, and uh, weird. Yeah, we thought so too, but we got the boat and everything else, and the Coast Guard guys are, uh, are taking a look at it right now. My nephew knows a guy on there, so uh, we'll get it taken care of properly. Properly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Meanwhile, guys, uh, what are the other officers doing? I'll throw that over to you guys. Oh, uh, I would think one one guy's going over the bodies. Okay. This is some weird shit. You know, probably bagging and tagging, or at least, you know, oh, hell. Is he collecting evidence and stuff? Yeah, he's doing his job. Okay, good. Josh, what else are the other officers doing? They're going into the uh, warehouse. And going, ooh-wee, what's all this slime? It smells like a fishmonger's bathroom in here. Nice. Like fishmonger's bathroom, Jeff? What the hell? <laughs> hey, I don't know, man. I just, you know. Looks like a hell of a firefight here. I see your uh, luck is holding out, and you don't look hurt. Luck's what it is. Mm-hmm. Luck of the Irish. Sure. So, what do you need from me and the boys? Well, that's a good question. I was really hoping we could get that boat. Well, we got him. Well, see if you can get a line on who he is. All right. We'll get him down to the morgue. Probably get Sharon to take a look at him. Uh, She helped us out on that case back in uh, 92, you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows what's up with Buttercup. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Uh, Give her a call. Hey, Nelson. Mendez, really? I know, I know. But really, he knows his stuff. And he doesn't look like it. But uh, when the chips are down, All right. he's there. He's got your back. You Mendez. So. Hey, Met, we don't need to tag everything, okay? Remember? Ugh, <laughs> rookies, man. Were we ever that green? Oh, God. Well, at least he's being overly thorough. When I saw him last, best he could do was tell you the best donut shops in the area. Well, when you wash out two times, the man should get back in somehow. <laughs> man. Well, thanks for coming out here and keeping it. Low profile. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Hey, look, um, 
I brought an unmarked because, uh, well, I kind of figured your car wouldn't be here when we showed up. Yeah. Technically, it's in the shop right now, so uh, if you get it back to me by the end of the week, we're okay. Oh, you're... Oh, thank you. My daughter's in the hospital. I'm yeah, gonna... heard about that. By the way, we're tracking that down. We found the van. Looks like it was stolen. No prints that we could find that were on anybody's record uh, other than the usual users and stuff like that. Right. We got an unusual set. Uh, I sent them up to the Sacramento office, FBI. You know, I know a guy up there. You know Starbird? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll try to get a line on that. But, you know, we're chasing this down, man. A lot of the guys in the precinct, um, well, we still remember you, and uh, not everybody who uh, was with us has, has left. So we'll run this bastard to ground, I promise you. Oh, well, I appreciate it. All right, man. Now uh, get out of here because uh, I'm going to have to do some stuff that would land me in front of a grand jury. All right. He goes back to the car. Speak no evil, hear no evil, you, see no evil. Opens up the trunk and uh, starts pulling out jerry cans of gasoline. Back at the fort, having looked through Tobin's spirit guide and a number of other relevant tomes, you remembered the name, sort of. It sounded like it sounded familiar to Ezra. Okay. And now you're thoroughly brushed up here. And specifically because they, they're kind of got like this submarine theme to them. Mm-hmm. Trying to find any possible connection between them and the Atlanteans, and especially to the casted on Yantic. Well, from what you as the player know, you know, that's the information you've discovered, uh, right. and what you know about the Atlanteans and the casted on Yantic, you don't find any specific references to a connection, but if you draw any, well, then that would be inference based on the information that you already know. Nothing right. explicit written out. Of course, I don't know a whole lot about the Fomori because a whole lot hasn't been said yet. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of information there. Underwater fish mutant types with strange organic technology things. You said their guns were making, like, really muffled little noises, right? Yeah. Firing them. Yeah. Well, great. Something else to worry about. But I do got some slime here. I might be able to use it as a tracking spell. Yes, you do. Well, I'll close up shop here. Take my notes. Double check, make sure that the body is still in repose. Yes. Hasn't moved a muscle, the warren right. there says. If we've got a cabinet or something to put that in, may as well put that in there. Ah, uh, okay, Board yeah. cabinets or something. We could get one of the uh, mirror boxes, I guess. Um, what, you're not going to do an autopsy or necro-scrying that... or something? I ain't got that kind of learning. Really? I mean... Uh-huh. I can't autopsy. Rosetta said you were pretty good. Uh, Warden Marshall. Warden Marshall. He, like, goes bright red. At doing an autopsy? At knowing. She said you were, you know, um, highly educated, that you knew a lot of stuff about a lot of things. And, you know, we should listen to you about stuff. Did she? Yeah. Well, that's awful nice of her. She's off talking to the White Council, huh? Yeah, she's uh, said something about visiting uh, ancient Mai. Ooh. Uh, power Getting stuff set up, maybe even the gatekeeper. I don't know if I want her to bring up my name or not. <laughs> yeah, they kind of laugh, but it's clear they don't get the joke. No, I can do nothing with this body. Okay, um, the two of them look at each other, and then they start playing rock, paper, scissors. What is it? The older guy loses. Shit, okay, I'll go get the box and put him in. Do you need help? Uh, no, we got it. I will help you put him in a box. No, oh, okay, thanks, Wart, um... Ezra. Fine. So what's a mirror box? It is a box hewn of ash lined with mirrors on the inside. 
What's that do other than make it easier for a werewolf to step sideways? From what you <laughs> know, at least mirrors can be used to reflect or channel spiritual energy. Ah, okay. So it keeps it contained. Got it. Okay, well, uh, crap. And he's loading it up onto a dolly and kind of looking around. Uh, you seem unusually nervous. Well, no, it's just I haven't disposed of a body before, and we don't really... We're not disposing, we're keeping it on... Exactly, we don't... I guess I could keep it in one of the further tunnels back. It is pretty cold there. Uh, You don't have a morgue or anything like it in here? That's the closest we've got, he says, pointing to the room. So I'm going to tell you, he's going to start smelling. They smell pretty bad alive. I know. The younger one says, I thought they smelled bad on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, shit. Yeah, you're not clever. Any rate, this is in a bad mood. <laughs> really? What a surprise. Eventually, they seem to get some sort of area sorted out and are wheeling it off into the catacombs. Catacombs. That's exactly what catacombs are made for. All right. Well, we'll keep it here. We'll dispose of it later. I was hoping to have someone give me some more information about it, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Let Warden Marshall... Not Marshall Warden. Uh, yeah, nobody likes that guy. Let, let her know that I need to talk to her when she gets back. Yeah, uh, you were pretty high on her to-do list. I bet. Um, what? I mean, Wait, what? Uh, huh? Talking, what? she said she was going to talk to you as soon as she came back. All right. Very oh good. That God, is exactly be- what that meant. I can't Very believe good. I said that. Yes. She'd be ashamed. She'd all be ashamed. <sighs> Let's pretend it didn't happen. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. So, baseball. Right. 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 I'm leaving now. Good, good idea. Good idea. Very good. Right. So let her know I'm looking for her. Will do. To talk to me. Gotcha. All right, good. So back standing (laughs) outside, (laughs) standing outside in the rain again? (laughs) Yes. Oh, man, it's a long walk to anywhere from here. Well, can't get there from here. any rate, I'm going to uh, shapeshift into, uh, you know, the duck's been working pretty good. So Mm -hmm. uh, head out towards the uh, bookstore. Okay. So you arrive just as you see a unfamiliar sedan pulling up. What? Yeah, this thing couldn't be more sinister if it tried. It's dark brown, one of these late model Crown Victorias, big whip antenna sticking out of the one corner of the trunk. All right. Driving up all slow, lights off. I will go to a nearby alley where I have a good view. Mm-hmm. Unduck myself. Done. And watch. A tense figure in a long coat steps out. A tense figure? Yeah. You know, he's he's tense the way he's holding himself. Okay. And uh, as he straightens up, you realize that that's David. Oh. Just looks unusually pissed off, even for David. Hey, David, get yourself a new car. <laughs> this is a loner. Seem to be alone. Yeah, the guy that took off in that boat did a James Bond and killed himself upon capture. Oh, he's a specter, huh? Yeah. Wait a second. The smirch. And here, I thought you might be able to shed some light on this. I pull out the iPad. I called these people and let them know that they might be in danger. What people? Hold on, let me see. Yeah. It's cold as hell. You guys are dripping wet. Well, let's get into the bookstore because it's freaking wet as hell out here. So, you're taking the iPad, Ezra? No, I am oh, not. Okay. Oh, good I am point. Looking over his shoulder, letting him scroll through it. 
Yeah. It starts all zooming and doing a bunch of weird stuff. That, that just back away. Just back away. What names are on it, David? Come on. Well, there's a bunch of them here. We got Burt Jackson. Yo. Yeah, that's him over there. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving my prompto lecture on vampires. So, yeah, you got your reds. They're the ones that jam their tongues down your throats, and they got, oh, like... Don't put it that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, mean, I know I said it first, but uh, uh. What I wouldn't do to get rid of all the red vampires in the world. Oof, man. They got the saliva stuff that gets you hooked. Oh, you mean that was spit? Romanoff that says. Is, he starts yeah. wiping his tongue. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so we right, got... Remind me never to tell you what goes into the wake-up juice. Oh, my God. Oh, my wake God. Up. He gets up. Where's your bathroom? The bucket's right there. Mm-hmm. Bathroom. Down the hall to the he right. He stumbling off before you even finish the directions. You hear the door slam. At least he made it. Yeah. Why do you think I have the buckets out? Yeah, well... And then you got the black cord vampires. These are your basic rotting corpses back from can the I, dead. While he's doing that, can I pull Ezra aside so that we can yeah, finish yeah. this without... Okay. Well, come here, Francine. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to educate him. All right, so we got... Looks like uh, Romanov, Jackson, and Suishimi are... Uh, sashimi. Um, Nishiwishiwishi are, are here. So I called Byron Parshep, Darcy Pickturn. Oh, Darcy Pickturn, shapeshifter. Maybe you have a companion duck. Heard shapeshifting's not all it's quacked up to be. Anyway, we got... Yeah, she really? was She was pissed. Really, David? She wanted to know how you got this number. Yeah, she... She'd never heard of the Paranet, had never heard of any of these other people. Yeah, that was not a good call, that one. Boy, she's a spitfire. Kind of hot. I don't know. Oh, I thought maybe you knew these people. Um, I know these people. Two of the names he's... Yeah. Shirley uh, Sanelsky. said so far, except for Darcy Pitkern or whatever. Uh, you don't recognize that name. Wait, wait, wait. wait no, it does Pitcairn. sound familiar. Pitkern. Wait a second. There was... You were looking at the Pitkern family. They had adopted a girl from Eastern Europe named Darcy. Oh, that's right. Can't be that many Darcy's in the world. Can't be that many Pitkerns in the world. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly Pitcairn's Smith and Jones, Pitcairn. is it? So then we got, uh, skim, skim, skim. Shirley Sanowski, Wendy Sampson. Looks like Wendy Sampson's here twice. <laughs> all right, aside from the Pitcairns, are all the other ones he showed me, are they all Paranetters? Yeah. Okay, Pitcairn is not a Paranetter. Ben Wharton, Tony Wassell. How the hell do you say this guy's name? No one can say his name. That's why they call him Weasel Dick Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Wassell Dick. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Damn speech I synthesizer. Is on the list? Yes, he is. He's a paranetter. I do remember that. What happened? Was the one that tipped us off. I was going to be calling Weasel Dick once I was done uh, educating your friends on the differences between vampires. I didn't. Oh, Weasel Dick. Oh, you mean Steel Man 99? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Really? That's, uh... That's his login, but you can tell it's him just from the way he writes. All right. Hang on. I go behind the counter and pick up the old phone mm-hmm. and call up Weasel Dick. It rings through to voicemail. Tony, little buddy, little chum, little pal, you and I need to have a talk. Don't worry, you'll walk out of here with your legs intact. You won't have your legs, however, if you try to avoid me. Call me back. Soon. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. What list is this, says Jackson? Yeah, that's a good question. Where the hell did you get all this info, David? Where did this iPad come from? Oh, I wanted to hear how you related it. There's, too, there's too much, man. I can't keep it on. So, um, <laughs> I'd be stumbling over names and speech synthesizer and all kinds of crap. So That's fine, man. Um, 
It was in the office of the guy. Who the hell? Yeah, um, you found it in a back room like when we were in the warehouse. At the warehouse. Yeah, when we were doing the auction crap. Yeah, I was ripping locks off stuff you were actually doing investigating. <laughs> so we'll assume that you basically explain all this? Yes. Right on the red corp, on the black tongues. More or less rules of the warehouse district. White corp. The wardens killed a bunch of tenants and gang. Ducaramando Kamazuts. Leader of the Red Court in the city ordered that the White Court's mortal supporters be rounded up. Now, White Court, when they say White Court, they mean the White Court vampires? Or is that the White Council? Sorry, that should read White Council. That's my mistake. That's okay. actually Jim Butcher's mistake for making those. T- yeah. So, that okay. So, he does a lot of that crap. Mab and Mabra and the White Court versus White Council. He, the dude yeah, normally. I mean, the- Two Normally major I can factions. Keep it straight, should, but too many factions. Two major factions should be named white, <laughs> white. something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but basically the White Council's mortal supporters. Yes. Okay. I was going to say that. Yeah. The White Court's <laughs> mortal supporters, from what you could tell, would be most of the businesses and politicians in the city. The White Council mortal supporters are the Paranetters. Right. Rounded up. Red Court hacked the Paranet and retrieved all the information from local users. All right, so Red Court was selling these to the far more. All the information the Red Court could gather on the, the rest. Oh, God. The night of the storm. Surely sounds like the far more behind the storm, too. Yeah. Red Court agreed to let far more use the warehouse in exchange for da-da-da-da. Plan and sell the far more a large group over 250 mortals at a piece. Ugh. Did it say when they were planning on selling that large group? From what David has been able to surmise, probably during the auction. Okay, so during that auction that we disrupted. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe block from ever even happening. What time is it now? Now it's a little after midnight. Damn, I thought it was getting on to like 1 o'clock. No, you guys showed up there at about 11-something. Oh, shit. If the Fomoran company don't know that that's been disrupted, they could still be showing up there in half an hour. Should we go introduce ourselves? I think we should, or at least make sure David's cop friends don't get uh, mowed down by monsters. I look at my three guests. All right, you guys going to be okay? You can hang out here, stay here the night if you need to, crash out on the couches. I got plenty of blankets. Okay, look, Lisa says, if all our personal information is on there, and it looks like it is, they have photographs, they have friends, family, everything, then what we need to do is get out of here. You're a known dealer in the supernatural in this city. We need to go somewhere where they won't be looking for us. Yes, but they don't know you're here. I've got a place. But if I was looking for me, this would be one of the first places I'd start. That doesn't make me any safer. Yeah, yeah. the Gomez house. We did have a bunch of ghouls attack it. That's where the other folks are meeting up. Shit. What? Yeah, I called all the other people, and they were going to meet up at the Gomez house. I called Mrs. McBill and let her know that they were going to be coming by. Oh, man, that's going to be interesting. So you got the rest of the people on the list already showing up there? Yeah. What about this pit cairn one? I didn't realize that that was public knowledge that she uh, housed your kind, he says. No, it's just that's where my mail all goes. Hey, and so a, a, a Google search for me shows up there really easily. Worry, we're all freaks and geeks here. That's true. I forgot that they don't know. I'm just the house weirdo. We're all house weirdos, but I'm a different, I'm a specific one. Well, no, that's what I thought, so I figured they would be safe there. No, that's my mailing address, which means if anyone wants to see where Ezra Kirkland, the wizard, the guitar player, or the dude lives, it's really easy to find out where I live. The dude? The dude abides? 
That's where yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we get everyone together in one place, we've at least got some sort of chance of defending ourselves. I'm not really happy well, about that's what I figured. House. My thought was, all of you... Use the basement of the bookshop if you guys want. According to what we have listed here, any single one of you wouldn't be much of a threat. But if you all pool your resources and your talents, you might actually be able to give them a, a run for their money. Well, that's what you've been telling us for a long time, yeah. she says, looking at you, Ezra. Ezra, yes. I got a question for you. Okay. You've been pestering me about this for a while. What's that? How do I get my shop accorded neutral territory? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think, ironically enough, you have to talk to the Winter Court. It's the Unseelie Accords. Oh, shit. Actual player now, I actually have no idea how one goes about doing that. I'm going to say that what you said is accurate. Yeah. All right. It's the Unseelie Accords, so yeah, I believe you've got to talk with the uh, Winter Court. They're going to hold it against me for whooping their ass for trying to take kids in my neighborhood? Probably. But, but, they are very big on rules and standards and protocol. So if you follow protocols and the rules of guests and diplomacy, they shouldn't be able to do anything to you. Wait a minute, Winter Court, Jackson says, as in ice-powered skinheads a couple years ago, Winter Court? Uh, yeah. Are they coming here? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. All right, no, everyone, calm it. down, Lisa says. We're going to get everyone together. We're going to go down into the basement. We're going to fortify, and we'll defend ourselves there if we have to. Uh, hey, uh, David. Yeah, David, she says to you. No, David. One moment. Uh, get. I'm sorry, Ezra. Get back on the phone. Get everyone over here. You, Adam, do you have a van, a uh, truck, something? Wait, wait, wait. What the hell? Wait, wait a minute. Why Why is this person suddenly... Look, here. You take the iPad. You make the phone. We got stuff to do. We have monster butt to kick here. Oh, my. David. What? Hi. How's it going? How well do you know... What? <laughs> Ezra, please take a fate point for your friends in low places trouble, where you just know the wrong kinds of people. <laughs> right. That's my trouble. David, how what? well connected are you with Rocky and his church? I, what do you mean well connected? I live there. You live at the church? Yeah. I didn't know that. Is it still consecrated holy ground? It should be. It's a church. Big old nasty gargoyle lives there? Yeah. In a big old solid stone gothic cathedral, the kind that were designed originally to also double as fortresses for when the Vikings came? Oh, good point. You want me to have everybody congregate, if you'll pardon the pun, at the church? It's Probably the smartest thing to do. That's what I'd do. Okay. Lord, uh, claim sanctuary once or twice. Is that you ringing the bells? <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. I look them up and down and go, yes. Yes, I did for a while. <laughs> Cut to flashback. Adam looking exactly the same, helping to forge said bells. I like talking to Victor Hugo about then. <laughs> Let me tell about this one time. I had this chick named Esmeralda. <laughs> Yeah, that chick. I mean, she was beautiful, but she was crazy. <laughs> Back to the forward day. All right, here's what we're going to do. Lisa, since you seem to have the urge to, you know, take charge here, you professional hazard get to call these people. Actually, they're probably already starting to show up there if they haven't there, aren't there already. Someone call them and tell them not to mess with the condor. Already doing it. Condor? She shakes her head. Ow. Yeah, there's a condor okay. at the house. It's a long story, but... Yeah. Every three days, it causes havoc. Lisa, Lisa. It is Lisa, right? Yes, she's already dialing the phone. All right. Have you been drinking the coffee? Um, no. You said to wait till the wake-up juice wears off. Yeah, you got about five, four, three... Two, <laughs> one. How are you feeling? Are you declaring that she just, like, 
Yeah, basically it's what like happens? sugar high, sugar high, crash. Okay, so she starts to slump toward the ground. You probably better catch her. I pick her up and pour a cup of joe down her throat. Gotta call everyone. Drink a couple cups of coffee, sit down on the couch. You relax, you're still coming off the stuff. Everyone's in danger, you gotta... Adam, what the hell did you give her? Wake up, Juice. Romanoff yeah. It's It kind of is not working. He looks pointedly at... And given the hounded by anger, he's getting a little annoyed. Look, this is not... It's the stuff I give to the heroin addict kids that come in here and that gets them off the stuff for life. Do they look like heroin addicts to you? Well, we kind this of stuff, did, Bert says. This stuff That's... works on vampire venom. Oh, All right. I can't believe that was in my throat, Romanov says. He goes a little bit green. <laughs> I like how Adam's not even faced by his getting annoyed and pissed off. He's just like, I've dealt with you before. <laughs> he just yeah. takes it in stride. That's awesome. <laughs> he doesn't get pissed back. Okay, fine. You, all right, you did the right thing. All right, never mind. Okay, we... Sure. To make the phone calls, I'll make the phone calls. Well, we, somebody got to make the We got to get down there before. I don't want the cops getting turned into hamburger over this. All right. They're there well, because me, I sent them there. Give me a phone. Give me the iPad. You drive. Ezra, come on. Let's saddle up. I'll All make right. the calls while we're moving. So sending everyone over to the church, it sounds like. Yep. Okay. What about the people who are here? I think we should drop them off at the church. Okay. Well, I'm riding with David, and I'm making the phone calls. I figured Ezra would be duck man. Yeah. I'll drive along with you if I can. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess we wouldn't be able to pile everybody into my cab, because the cab's only four or five-seater, I would think. It wouldn't be comfortable, but we can fit him in. <laughs> you, get in the trunk. Let's just tank your loner tank. How about that? Uh, Because of where we're going, I don't know if I trust it to be unharmed, and it's a loner. Uh, hell with it. It has more space. All right, fine. With everyone called, people having been dropped off, you arrive at the docks with about three minutes to spare. The rain is still coming down, and the scene is much as you left it. However, the trucks are absent, or rather their remains are absent, after having been struck by grounded lightning and tossed short distances. Right. Uh, the wrecks of the trucks are gone, and there are no bodies in evidence. Damn. Cleanup crews? I'm looking at David. Yeah, friends in high places. Oh, no shit. I think I have my next aspect. No, it's kind of already covered with copter and cabbie. I was going to say you've already got it with champion of God. That too, yeah. yeah. It's the highest place of all. Yeah. Look at David. I could have I used people like that when I was in Prague. Rain drums down Are you telling me roof. you were the golem of Prague? No, I was not the golem of Prague. Oh. I was in Prague when the Nazis came in. So you're a golem in Prague. Yeah, Technicality. Still interesting. I'll write you my wife history some other time. Come on, we gotta move. Serious? Oh, fine. Lightning flashes across the sky, revealing momentarily a cloudscape that looks like ink poured into fast-moving water. Like this, uh, stick storm continuing to go on. Mm-hmm. This is not normal for here. Not oh, yes. this time of year. Yeah, I kind of got that. This isn't undercover of darkness. This is like undercover of Noah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what the hell exactly are we dealing with here, all right? The Fomor are... They're they're almost more like aliens than your typical monster types. They're not a whole lot known about them. They come from under the ocean. They've got some strange organic 
I don't want to call it technology, but the way they do magic and do technology is different from anything else on Earth. And to be honest, there's not a lot known about them. Fomori, beasts of ancient Celtic myth. They ruled Ireland and Scotland before... Before the 12th of Judanon kicked them out, yeah. Exactly. That's the group we're talking about? That seems to be the case. All evidence points to yes. But what do they have to do with the Castadon Yontic? Well, I, I said it. Know. Bravo. I don't Thank know. You. It's possible they don't have anything to do with it. Unless you have the squid thing pairing up with the fish things. Yeah. The Castadon Yontic was worshipped in ancient Atlantis, and that's got a classic water connection as well. I don't know if there's a connection between the two or not exactly, but... I kind of hope there isn't, because we gave the Selkie that... The Selkie? Oh, yeah. yeah he doesn't key. know about that. We gave Surf and Turf that warlock, dude. I hope we didn't just play into the bad guy's hands here. The uh, Turlianchi, yeah. Nice, no, seemed nice. I liked him. Kept good company. I agree. Oh. He seemed nice, but if there's a water connection going on, that makes him... True. It's true. 1233 rolls around. The rain is pouring down on the roof of the car, making that loud hammers-on-metal noise. I swear to God, if there's Innsmouth shit going on here, I'm not going to be happy. I can't swear there isn't. Swearing to God is probably not the best thing to do, especially with what we've got at the church right now. Yeah, I should probably use a different phrase considering I'm... <laughs> kind of wish you would. I apologize. Thank you. You can swear to Coyote, he doesn't mind. <laughs> I'd rather swear at Coyote than <laughs> Are you going to bring that shit up again, Ezra? Let's not discuss that now, all right? <laughs> we could have demonic fish things coming up out of the harbor. I wish they'd hurry up. This waiting is making me... Yes, I know. <laughs> that was a good punch you hit Ezra with the other day. I just want to tell you that. Oh, thank you. Hey. You're welcome. David, you see back in the shadows of the rain, looks like a pair of cars approaching... Um, SUVs, it's hard to make out much, but they look kind of funny, like their wheels are sticking way out to the side or something. And where are these coming from? They've been extensively modified. They're driving down the street from behind you guys. Okay. Uh, Hey guys, SUVs at 7. Can we be sitting here out in the open? Well, not now. That would have been a great thing to have said about ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the cop. It's not like I know. You feel a deep, throbbing bass beat or uh, bass beat in your chest. Uh, bass beat. It's them. A bass beat. Touche. Let's talk about fish. <laughs> Is it a largemouth bass beat? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I did. That's actually like a weird sort of brain slip. <laughs> all the aquatic stuff. Large mouth face is going to be the name of my uh, nautical themed dubstep group. That would be a good one. Large mouth face. There yeah. you go. going to do dubstep versions of Sea Shanty. <laughs> that would be sweet. Do a dubstep of Under the Sea first. That, that's what you got to do. And as the vehicles approach, you can see they've got tires all kind of sprung out to the side. Uh, one of them has a big old spoiler on it. Uh, they've got all kinds light. of. Yeah. I hate them already. Yep. They got ground <laughs> effects going on? Mm-hmm. The undercarriage lights and all that? Yep. At least one of them does. The other one has what looks like some sort of LED running light thing that's running in colors and stuff. I'm going to kill these guys on principle. <laughs> They're driving ridiculously slowly. Um, Ezra, this is how all California drivers drive in the rain because it's like they've never seen it before in their lives. Rain? Rain? What is waterfall from the sky? Driving about two miles an hour. All right. Coming up on you guys' position, everybody can see them clearly now. 
can we see into these vehicles or yep. you know, windows tinted? The rear one has a, the front windshield is tinted, but the one that's driving up through the powerful lights, which they're dazzling themselves with in the rain, uh, you can see looks like two Hispanic gentlemen in the gang colors of the Black Toads. And they're peering out into the rain. Looks like the back seat has three more, maybe four more back there. It's hard to tell for sure. The Black Tongues. These are the gangs that are with the Red Court, right? Mm-hmm. So these are the fucking want- vampire wannabes, right? Yeah. Permission to open up the can of whoop ass? <laughs> I'll allow it. Vehicles come up, a little bit closer, music cuts off. The lead one is about drawing alongside your car now. Step out, gentlemen. Step out. Quarter dozen. Step out, stand up. Using my height and the rain, and I'm hoping for like a lightning bolt behind me just to... Got my cloak going. Yeah. Hand on the uh, pistol grip. The lead car breaks. The rear car slides a little bit, almost collides with the lead one. And the driver... uh, Hard-looking individual squints at you guys, and the passenger rain streaking him. He's got that bandana tied around a shaved head and ah. a very large automatic pistol in gold and chrome finish, uh, which he's pointing at you. You know, not even making a pretense of it. He's like, "You know, where are you from, man?" Boys, there's a new marshal in town. What? He looks over at his buddy. Hey, fool! Get out of the way! I'm gonna pop you. How close am I to uh, to the window? You said you were stopping in front of the SUV, so you're like a yard from the SUV's front bumper. I'm just going to blast him with ice. Can I do something, too? Of course. Who are you blasting with ice, Ezra? Uh, the guy who's talking, I'm going to get him with my uh, freezing wind evocation. Okay. It doesn't hurt him. It'll actually set you up because it puts the frosty aspect on him as he covers him in ice. I was going to say, if you get the passenger, I'll get the driver, because I was going to launch the hook and chain through the driver's side windshield. I can't kill people with magic, but I can set them up for you to kill. <laughs> oh, I figured I'd just hook into the guy behind the driver's seat, drag his ass out, and... Do what you guys are going to do, gentlemen. You don't have a lot of time to discuss. Yeah, you freeze the passenger, I'll take out the driver. Estrarin! Freezing wind, evocation, strength five, offensive air evocation, puts Frosty on him for three ships. If I do it, they resist it with might. Gotcha. He's totally taken by surprise here. I'm a DIY wizard, so I'm going to spend a fate point and re-roll that. Okay, tell me how that works. Put that into your description. Uh, That's just me tapping into my uh, years of magical training to catch myself in a slip and, through pure will, force the spell out. Works. That hits him with a total is a four against him. And at a zero here... So, uh, yeah, that puts the frosty aspect on him, sticky mm-hmm. aspect, for three exchanges. So he looks like a figure out of day after tomorrow. The other guy drops out of sight immediately, and the rear doors start to open up as Adam. Basically launch the hook and chain right through the driver's side window. Oof, okay. Whoever's in the way is going to be in for a nasty frickin' surprise. Mm-hmm. I got a plus three, great. Okay, this guy dropped the moment he saw trouble. So your hook goes through the windshield uh, and bounces off the headrest where the guy's head had been. Rear doors open up. Two gangers pile out on each side, and the rear SUV is now unloading its occupants as well. They have a mixture of handguns and AK-47s. What are the zones here? We're basically in one zone. We've got the street... 
Another zone would be the warehouses, and I'd say a third one would be the warehouse roofs. If you want to, behind you, there's the old sushi place, you know, the right. distribution we're on, we're center. We're in the same zone with them, though. Is the... Yeah, you're in the same zone with them. They're right there. So, David. He sees them coming, and he says, you don't want to do that. And, of course, they ignore him. One in particular, I don't know if this is too much embellished, one in particular raises his pistol, mm-hmm. and that's when David lets fire with the Righteous Fury. Okay. And uh, We're with a really... A sort of a contested firearms roll. With a really shitty roll. I don't think it's going to be worse than his. <laughs> minus two, so I'm at three. Well, we're looking at a total of minus two. Oh! <laughs> so he's, wow. He's got this right aimed at your head. You see the barrel... And he pulls the trigger, click, nothing happens. Oh, man. So he's down. Now the others somewhat scatters, and they kind of scamper off to either side and open up with a hail of undisciplined fire. So, let's see here, everybody, you've got, including firearms and everything else, this would be a three-stress attack coming at you guys. Okay. Athletics. Avoid three successes? Yes. Uh, athletics, too, too hard. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so what dice. am I using? For, can I use fists for this? Okay, plus one. Mm, not to defend against a hail of bullets unless you can come up with something really creative. Or knock him out of the athletics air. Athletics if you want to dodge. I actually don't have athletics. Or you could just choose to stand and take it. Because <clears throat> three stress, that really doesn't do much to me. You've been shot before. I'll take it. I'll take, so basically, I just got to mark off the number three stress box, right? Yep, you got it. All right, and I got a three. Okay. After dodging, I had to re-roll using my friends in low places aspect because I've been in firefights before. I hang out with a bad crowd. Yes. So I matched the three. So what's your dodge look like? Me hunching my shoulders and running to the left. And guys, anything that you think would be the, in this environment, yes, it's there. Use it, put it right in your descriptions, do it however you want. Don't forget, you can create aspects, etc. What are the aspects I, currently? I will aspects? probably agree with you. Raining like hell, and there's a warehouse nearby. Try not to blow up another building. No promises. Yeah, I kind of figured that's what you'd say. You guys shouting at each other. Yeah. Okay, I'll go in the order we were in before, unless you guys... Oh, I got really five, by the way. You didn't ask, but just for the dodge. Oh, well, I wasn't dodge. terribly worried about it. Oh, you mean for your dodge. For yes. my dodge. I mumble, sorry, Nelson, and I take cover behind the car. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it's there. It's convenient. You don't have time to be choosy when you're in a firefight. Yep. So if it's all right with you guys, for the sake of expediency, I'll go in the same order that we established. Good to me. Okay, that means Ezra. How many are in my immediate vicinity? Six. That I can see? Six? Which is all of them, except for the all of them. guy. All right, good. Then I am bringing up a six-shift evocation, mm-hmm. electrical, mm-hmm. that I can split amongst all six of them. Uh, so they'll be coming at the one weapon attack. I'm modulating the electricity so it's like a taser that'll knock them out as opposed to frying them to death. Absolutely. However, I will offer you a fate point because of the rain and everything else that's going on Mm -hmm. to just fry these guys. Fair enough. Yeah? I got to give a fate point to not use that, right? Yep. Mm, Yeah, because it is raining like hell. But you know what that means? If I kill them, I'm an outlaw. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm giving you a fate point because I don't want to do that. It is raining like hell and running water does complicate magic. Yeah. Giving you the fate point because I've already got Coyote on my back. I don't need to be an outlaw. <laughs> These guys, the Black Tongues, they work for the Red Corp, but they're not ghouls or Renfields or anything like that that we know, right? Not so far as you know. You never really dealt with them because you're usually smart enough to stay out of this neighborhood. But they've never been the half-blooded or whatever they call them. The, no, nah, that, not the you not, know. Not, not as far as we know, they're human. Yes. Right. All right. So then no. Okay. Um. Right. So rolling with discipline. I got a plus one because of my wand. Shout out. Mocking, shrekin. Ah, man. All right. Ooh, I'm going to throw all my fate points. Because that puts me at a... Did six shifts. I'm coming out at five, so I got to break even, so that's not going to work. You know who will help you out? What's that? Coyote will help you. Give me a moment to think on that. Can I tag the scene aspects first Ab- off? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, without spending fate points for the first time? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. I'm tapping the raining like hell because that water is going to help me channel electricity down the feet, you know, mm-hmm. down off the ground to tap them all. So tagging that first to re-roll. Why do you hate me, Dice? Why did I roll four <laughs> negatives? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Ooh. Coyote. Hi. How's it going? Damn. Okay. <laughs> help me out here. No problem, kid. Waste those motherfuckers like it ain't no thing. You are lifted up into the air briefly as lightning arcs down from your fingertips, pushing you up with raw electromagnetic force. The men judder and jig, doing comical little dances, hair standing on end, those that have it, and weapons flying toward their cars and sticking there. Going off, by the way. Firing all over the place. So, everyone else, you've got another... Two shift attack coming at you. Okay, that one I dodged. No problem. Oh, this one I'll at least roll. Yeah, okay. I mark off the two box this time, right? Yep. <laughs> and David? Got a plus six. Ooh, nice. None of the bullets even come near you. Just firing all around you, but not coming close. Good. I think Nelson will be happy about that, too, because that means the car's not getting hit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a couple bullet holes in it, but, you know, from earlier. Yeah. His little act of pyrotechnics, are all the guys down? They look like they've been tased. They're on the ground, still shaking, groaning in pain. Their weapons are stuck to their SUVs. I guess I move forward and make sure that they're all out. They're not out, but, well, they're definitely incapacitated. Muscles seized up. Faces are rictuses of agony. What do you guys want to do? Look at the cop. You got handcuffs on you? Do you at least got zip ties or something in the trunk so we can truss these guys up? Can I make a resources roll or something to see if I've got duct tape in my bag of magical things? I would say you certainly have. And, you know, this is an unmarked police car. Oh, good God. I forgot about that. Of course, it probably got handcuffs. Good old zip ties. Yep. And there are exactly the right amount of zip ties and handcuffs that we need. Isn't that nice? It's the way things work when you work for the big man. That's right. (laughs) Uh, It's wonderful, but uh, these still ain't fish people. No, but we can question them now because we didn't kill them. See how we work? Adam, you think this is the uh, calm before the storm, so to speak? Yeah, I think this is one side of the whole bidding thing. Yes. We still got to wait for the other guys to show up. I'm going to double check the cars, make sure they don't have any people in them or anything. Looking back, the rear car has a Hispanic man. He's in like a tank top and boxer shorts, hogtied and gagged. There's one of them. Hey, give me a hand here, guys. One of y'all. I got you. Do I recognize the guy? No, you've never seen him before in your life. Oh, he's not a paranetter? Oh, that's right. You got the paranetters. That's right. They're looking for families. I help Ezra. So, man is free. He's woozy, unsteady on his feet, seems confused. Uh, 
Do you want me to use the wake-up juice? Does it look like it's Vamp Venom stuff? No, looks more like... Guy roofie. got beat up. Like roofies or something. Yeah, no, you don't want to use this stuff with roofies. No. All right, he'll be he'll fine. Be... Okay. I don't even want to think about how you know what roofies are like, Ezra. We all went to college. I don't know if anyway, I can let you hang so out with my daughter anymore. Where do we think the fish people are going to be coming from? I would dare say from the water. Yep, no certainly is a hell of a lot of it. The driver of the lead that? car has come around. You guys are dead. Yeah. Um, you don't know who you're messing with. Can I pistol whip him? Absolutely. Why don't you tell us who we're messing with? Well, now he's unconscious. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Listen, bad cop, what did I say about questioning him? Well, there's plenty more to pick from. We got five of them over there. I grabbed the next guy that seems like he's waking up. Done. He, uh, looks around, bites his lip. <laughs> Loose change then... falls out on the ground. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll shake his ass upside down. I got no problem with that. <laughs> He swallows and sets himself, uh, trying to steel himself against interrogation. I know I normally have minuses with social interaction, but since I'm trying to do full-on scary as hell... Yes, it can. I may have even put that in the thing, but in some situations it can work for you. I mean, you're shot up, you've got holes in your clothes and stuff. Yeah, and there's no blood. Yep. Obvious bullet openings and, you know, but no blood. I just kind of lean into the guy and go, you're going to talk. And you're going to tell us exactly what was supposed to be happening here. Oh, man, give me an intimidation roll. You got it. Three. Okay, that's exactly what we need to move him from frightened to talkative. <laughs> kind of setting up impromptu social zones here. Okay. Oh, he looks around. There's a deal going down. Um, The boss sent us down here uh, to check out what was going on because... Uh, we got word that the cops or somebody had shot this place up. We're supposed to bring down a bunch of people, you know, uh, sell them off to these guys. Who are these guys you are selling people to? I don't know. Chinese gang or something. Triads. Really? So wrong. So wrong. Look, I don't care. These are a bunch of fucking illegal immigrants. Really? You're not saving yourself. Look, what do you want from me, man? They come up here. They're trying to take our jobs. I'm just trying to work. I'm trying to... I... <laughs> is this guy not Hispanic? Yeah, he is. How do you not choke on irony? I hold the guy... Yeah, I, I hold the guy by the back of the neck. I walk over to the water. What are you fucking doing, man? I want you to take a good, hard look at that water. Okay, I see it. It's fucking water. Okay. Yeah, you want to know where your buyers are coming from? What the hell are you talking about? Yo, this guy's crazy, man. Get him off me. I don't know if I can. I don't see anything. I'm busy uh, over here. <laughs> Say out loud. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please tell me there's like a fish head or something poking up above like the Like I said, whatever you think is here is here. This is a modern harbor. You know how disgusting those things are? You're crazy, man. I don't know, kid. I can't talk. There's no talking to him when he's like in this mood. No. Yeah, I hold the guy out over the water. Do you want to know where your buyers are coming from? They're what are coming you talking from about? Me. You're crazy. Get off me. Get off me, man. I squeeze, I snap your neck like a twig. Look, what do you want? We're supposed to bring some people down here, sell them to the triads. What do you care? Where are these people at? Back in the warehouse. Which warehouse? We're in the warehouse district. Awful lot of warehouses here. The green one, number 23. Hail Eris. Is that the one that we ripped up? No, thankfully. At least, it, you don't remember it being green. <laughs> it's not the one I collapsed, is it? <laughs> The guy would probably have said the one you just crushed. Yeah. No, uh, Ezra, like that grape. thing was not green. How many people are you selling? God, like I don't know, like 200, 300? 
How the you hell do you sleep right. at night? You got three hundred people. A big pile of money. It was sold. Yeah, what do you want, man? These stupid people—they come up here, they pay some coyote to run them up, two thousand dollars a head. What the hell do they think this is going to happen to them? Hey, right quick, right Wait, quick. Wait, they pay a coyote? Hold on, hold, hold what? On. I ran across this. Uh, different thing. Coyote is Southern California slang for people who run illegal immigrants cross border, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, it is not necessarily a literal coyote. Yeah, that's you use that so... phrase, you use that phrase last week, and I thought about it for a second, and then forgot to follow up on it, and then like in something totally unrelated, I came across the phrase later this week. I'm like, oh, that's probably what I was talking. Somehow... Yeah, but I wouldn't put it past our <laughs> beloved game master to. I know, but I'm. <laughs> I certainly yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't Adam. think these guys are in the know, if you know what I mean. I could have told you that. That's fine. We know They know where the people are held, and that's what I need to know. Okay, so you're still holding this guy. He's still ranting about how these people pay somebody to take him across the board. You know what the hell they think is going to happen. You know, Adam, the good news is if this guy pisses himself, he'll never bit. know. He yeah. grunts, squeals, and then falls silent. Well, I pull him up to my face. Eyes are bugging out. All right, and I say, are there kids in that warehouse? These idiots... They bring up their whole families. At that point, I throw his ass. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Now, what? I will offer you a fate point for you to uh, boost your strength by taking a consequence to throw him really far. I'll take it. Okay. What kind of bodily damage are you willing to do to yourself to chuck this person? As goofy as it sounds, I have this whole thing in mind of how he has to, quote-unquote, repair himself when he gets wounded anyway. So he tears a couple muscles in his shoulder. Okay. Man, I'm going to call that a moderate consequence. Okay. Wow, that guy flew over the horizon. Yeah. And that will boost your strength, or I guess well, we could use fists for this, by four. Might, Might. yeah. Might, thank you. Would you say this would be improved lifting? Ordinarily not, but we've been using it for that because I like it, so I'll say yes. All right, great. Then I'm keeping Might. And that puts me at plus six without even rolling. So let's add in. If you get more than three, he goes out of sight. You know what, fuck it. I'm going to spend a fate point and just do... Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Out of sight and out of mind. Sounds like you're yeah. using, uh, what, Gollum protects the children? Not in my neighborhood? Gollum protects the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to spend another fate point and, yeah. So, plus six and the fate point adds, you know, with the Gollum, that adds another two, three. Two. So, that's eight. So, screw it. All right. So, we're starting at plus eight. Okay, plus and a minus and a plus. We're at plus nine. Okay. So, uh, one moment the man is there. The next moment... Adam's arm is extended, and there's a disgusting, wet, cracking noise from his arm and shoulder, and the man is gone. Oh! I run over to him. Are you Are you, That did not sound good. Are you okay? Yeah. Wow, he flew up, that. turned into a little spark of light, and went bing! Sorry, sorry. Uh, being that I don't know if it exists hurts. And I turn and look at, like, the other guys on the ground. Hopefully some of them were awake to see that. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the ones who were are scrabbling backwards, wide-eyed, pressing themselves as far away from you as they can get. You assholes ever do shit like this again, and I will find you. They're nodding frantically. I'd leave town if I were you guys. More frantic nodding. The beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> One guy is praying frantically in Spanish. That only works if you live by it. Easy there, bad cop. I'm going to find warehouse number 23 and let these people out. 
Yes. Cut to Warehouse 23. It's this avocado green peeling paint revealing various other shades of green under it. 23 written in Roman numerals over there. Several defunct businesses have signs on there that have faded and peeled. Lifting up the big rolling door, you see stack after stack, row after row of cots bolting into the walls and into steel frames in the center, like a nightmare version of a hospital almost. Uh, These people are stacked up in cots like 10 high, IV bags above them, uh, drips going down. They are uh, blindfolded, but look sedated or comatose, uh, dressed in just like the skimpiest, cheapest clothing. Men, women, children, people of all ages here. It looks like 300 people. Wow. That's where we can cut it. All right. Adam is pissed. So we got a couple minutes real quick. First, Good, Bad, and the Ugly campaign so far. Let me know. My plate is so full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. This is awesome. The only, yeah, that's the only really complaint I have, and it's not really a complaint. It's just like, wow, I have no idea what to do next. I got Fomori human trafficking. I've got Castadon Yantaga, I got Coyote at my wheel. I've got so much to deal with. Sounds like a Dresden Files novel. Shoot. Yeah, it does. Almost sounds like a Dresden Files type of thing. <laughs> Adam has just taken this one step at a time, and right now his major concern is these people need help. Mm-hmm. If we had, like, you know, one more second, the first thing he would do is turn to Dave and go call the cops. Yeah, I'm going to assume for next time that these people have been dealt with appropriately. Yeah, Unless calling. You- I know I know. there's nonprofits and whatnot that deal with displaced immigrants and this kind of thing. But this this is another level. I mean, having them in a warehouse is one thing. Having them in a warehouse sedated. Yeah, I mean, we got to call cops, too, but I'm also going to call. I'm not sure what they would be off the top of my head, not like Amnesty International, but I know there are nonprofit groups that deal with victims of trafficking and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So unless you guys are super interested, uh, if you really want to pursue how this is dealt with, I will assume that you guys take the appropriate actions. Okay, yeah, I don't need know. the nitty gritty yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to assume that we don't see any fish people. Well, at least you, yeah, you wouldn't have so far. So, outstanding issues that your characters are thinking of at the moment. Uh, uh, hell, um... Trying to figure out how all this ties together. If it does, we'll try together. Well, I would <laughs> I would think so, but maybe not. I can at least say the things on Adam's mind are he has to help these people. Mm-hmm. He's still not sure about the whole Castagnancan thing. And basically, his whole thing is, I need to protect and help these people. And after seeing what happened to the people on the Paranet, he's probably going to cave to Ezra and join. I need to double-check that the Paranet people are all right. Mm-hmm. I really need to follow up on the Pitcairn woman. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff I got to deal with. And we still got to deal with the hospital. Oh, hell. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> that's how this all started. <laughs> we got the egg underneath the hospital that could... Jesus. Okay, guys, I had better call it. Okay. Yeah, sounds like you're being paged. Yeah, man. Yeah. Go, go read a great story and have a wonderful evening with your family. There it is, just as it was, session number 14 of our Dresden Files campaign. We're plugging along here. We're about halfway through at this point. We'll try to get these out as quickly as we can to you. No more seven-month delays, I can assure you. 
If you want to leave us feedback, we would love to hear it, and we will do our best to respond. You can either do it from our Facebook page, which is probably the easiest way to do it. Just click on our Facebook page from the website, mtmjetpack.com, and you can comment on any of our episodes. Or, alternatively, you can email us at feedback at mtmjetpack.com, and someone will respond. We love your feedback. We love to hear where you think this is going to go, what parts you like, what parts you didn't like, anything and everything. Send it our way. So until next time, this is Blind Geek saying thank you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up and always let it soar.